Hello, and welcome to Business Matters, coming to you from the Wind Technology Studio. And we'd like to thank our Paragon sponsor, Royal Credit Union. My name is Crystal Mills. I'm the Chief Operations Officer here at the Eau Claire Chamber, and I am delighted to welcome our guest today, Julie Pangello, the Executive Director of Sculpture Tour Eau Claire. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. I am delighted to be here, and actually, my title has changed oh, in the last good to know. in the last year. Um, there, there was a transition with Sculpture Tour, and we're now under the wing of Visit Eau Claire. So technically, I am a Visit Eau Claire employee and managed the public arts aspect of things for them. Tell us a little bit about more about that. Um, is it a collaboration? Is it a partnership? Is it yes? How did it, that all come to be? It's all of those things. Um, okay. What happened is Sculpture Tour started back in 2010. So this is our 12th season. But when we were going into season 10, um, a little thing called COVID hit the area. And Sculpture Tour had always been strictly sponsor supported, strictly private funds, uh, businesses and private citizens who chose to donate or sponsor to keep the program going. And when COVID hit, a lot of our sponsors were either closed or were uh, laying people off. You know, they just weren't in a position to do sponsoring. And uh, we were talking with Visit Eau Claire, and they said, you know, when we look at the numbers, uh, you know, when they, they look at their website to see what's going on and what people are looking at, Sculpture Tour was like the number one thing that people clicked through on, mm -hmm. that people requested more information about. They said, we can't let this program go away. <laughs> and for very different reasons, I agree. Um, you know, I think it adds a lot of vitality to the community for our residents as well as our guests. And um, the more we talked, the more it made sense for Visit Eau Claire and sculpture tour to work together, and uh, and now with the support of, of Visit Eau Claire, and with Benny's uh, network of connections, sculpture tour is finally sustainable. So it's it's huge. It's a dream come true. Oh, that's great, and it's really a win-win. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so, because Sculpture Tour continues to operate as a nonprofit entity, but they don't have the expense of an executive director. Mm -hmm. Instead, they have a, a collaborative contract with Visit Eau Claire. That sounds like a perfect uh, partnership. It is. It is. It's working out well. So tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and, and just everything that's happened leading up to where you are now. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of it makes any sense at all. I spent most of my life working in radio and TV, which are a blast. You know, if somebody's looking for great industries, those are really fun industries to be in. And then uh, back in like 2009 or so, I, I took a detour and went to work for the Renaissance Fair that was in Chippewa Falls at the time and discovered artists and vendors and carnies and I went these are my people <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved working with it and it, it was very hard for me to go back to the corporate world if you will after that experience and uh, so I was just drawn to art more and more and sculpture tour was looking for someone who had sponsorship background which is what you do in radio and tv sure. all the time so that kind of turned into a good marriage as well Wow. We're thankful to have you in our community. <laughs> well, thank you. 
So I've been with Sculpture Tour since about 2014. Okay. And certainly there have been a lot of changes and a lot of growth. Oh, sure. I don't know if you heard the exciting news. I mean, it's really kind of cool that you ha- that you asked to have this interview today of all days. I, I was just going to say the timing okay. of this couldn't be more perfect um, because you just officially claimed a pretty big title. Yes, we did. Tell we us are, about that. <laughs> we are the largest rotating sculpture tour in the country, which is amazing for a city this size. We have 87 sculptures on our tour. Um, of that, uh, 22 of them are permanent. Um, some of those came through the People's Choice Program, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but 65 of those sculptures rotate in and out wow. every year. It's a logistic circus. Um, and and most cities don't even try to do something like that. A lot larger cities have a lot fewer sculptures. So we're, we're pretty proud to claim that title. It, it really means... It says a lot about how Eau Claire feels about art. Definitely. I understand we surpassed Sioux Falls. Yes, we did. To claim Sioux that Falls. title. And Sioux Falls has always been the epicenter. Mm-hmm. And we continue to work with that program, uh, trading artwork back and forth and, and, you know, trying to uncover new artists. There's five cities that we work with. And, uh, you know, so we're all trying to mine new artists, if you will, sure, and uh, and share some of those leads. And if we can get a piece into the program, you know, it might spend a year in Eau Claire and then go to another city and then another city. And as long as this, it's cities in this network, uh, the artist doesn't have to do a thing and they make a stipend for each city that it's in. So they can make decent money without even selling their piece. And we've been fortunate to have a number of local artists featured. Oh my gosh. You People have to get out and see the tour this year. We have some fabulous local artists. Um, a new artist for us is Don Gaber. And we when he, we put in his goat, that was the, the sculpture that we were able to say, we're there, we're number one. Um, and it's, it's a fabulous piece. It has a radio dial in it, and one knob makes his ears wiggle, and the other knob makes his tail <laughs> wag. It's, it's really a darling piece made from found metal objects. Um, another artist along those same lines, we have Steve Bateman, finally in the tour. He's, He's very well known, been around forever, and everybody in Eau Claire knows the name, but we finally have a piece of his work in the tour. Actually, we we are paying homage to the garbage goose, as it were, uh, on Banbury, but we also added his bumblebeast, which is a fantastic bumblebee creation. And that's uh, just as you come off the Grand Avenue Walk Bridge. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So now that you've achieved this major honor, what are some future goals that you have for the tour? <laughs> well, we made sure that we put enough distance between us and number two that the title won't be threatened for a while. Because obviously, from a tourism standpoint, we can get a lot more attention saying, hey, come to Eau Claire. We have the largest sculpture tour. We have color block. We have murals all over town. There is so much free public art here. It's amazing. But we do have some giant plans for growth. I mean, um, as, as long as we've gone this far, the program's sustainable. We're getting more support than, than we've ever had. Um, so we have plans to grow it by about 20 pieces next year as well. Wow. This year we went from 55 to 87. So that was a pretty 
good leap. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and the crews really worked hard to, to, you know, we installed 62 new sculptures, which is phenomenal. So you, you work with a local construction company or who does the actual installation for um, you? Well, actually, we have several partners on that. Classic Moving and Storage does all our hauling. So they go out to Sioux Falls and pick up sculptures or from the other markets and pick up sculptures or deliver sculptures for us. And I have to say, they've hauled over a million dollars worth of sculptures for us and never has so much as a scratch. Wow. They really precious do cargo. <laughs> oh, precious cargo. And they treat it like it is too. Um, Northwest Enterprises does our, our welding for us. And all of the sculptures are welded into place. We try to do that because... Uh, it minimizes vandalism if you can't walk away with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we work with Corey's crew from the street division, uh, City of Eau Claire, and those guys are, you know, they're they're slinging um, asphalt and doing rough and tumble stuff all the time, but when they work with our sculptures, they treat them like they are glass. They just, you know, the finesse that they use in hauling things around with the skid steer is pretty amazing, Mm -hmm. and the care they put into it. And this year, we also worked a lot with Artisan Forge Studios, which is up on Claremont, uh, because there's nothing they can't do. (laughs) And Greg has been very generous about helping. Boy, he poured new pedestals. Um, I called him and said, you know what, I'm putting up 15 sculptures, and I need pedestals. He said, I'm on it. (laughs) I'll have them for you by Friday. It's like, okay. It's great to have partners like that that you can count on and uh, and that know what to do. Um, in fact, we just installed six sculptures this morning in Menominee. Wow! So we're 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 trying to put our tentacles out there, I guess, and and bring art to surrounding communities. And Artisan Forge helped a great deal with that. So, how do you actually pick the locations that the sculptures are are going to be featured in? Well. Um, The program started as being strictly business supported. So it was on Barstow Street and it was in front of businesses. And as it's grown, we've, we've, you know, kind of migrated out to parks and stuff like that. But we, we choose locations that are well lit, uh, preferably like in front of Mona Lisa's, we will put some of our most expensive pieces because she has six cameras on it, you know, so security, yeah, security is really helpful. Um, the city has a list of restrictions like setbacks that we have to consider um, and things that we have to be aware of, snow removal, and you've got to be far enough off the street so people can't open their car door and bang into it and, you know, a whole list of things that that go into considering it. And every three years we go before city council and say, here's our plans for expansion, and they approve or disapprove the uh, locations that we've chosen and this year we were kind of scrambling so we'd uh, we I'd call Steve Plaza over at Parks and say hey can we look at a couple sites he said you mean now I said of course I mean now I'm on my way to get you (laughs) You we really uh, did a lot on the fly this year to get it done and everybody worked really well with us and uh, it's it's just great to see art just bursting out all over Mm -hmm. that kind of support is really it's it's so encouraging to see in our community. Absolutely. Everybody just kind of rallies and pulls together like that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has the goal in mind mm-hmm. instead of, you know, saying, well, this is my little silo that I'm, you know, it, everybody works together really well. We've, we've had just such a great experience. Now, sadly, 
you did mention the vandalism piece of it. There's also been, on occasion, a, a theft where, you know, the sculpture has maybe ended up in somebody's home or backyard or <laughs> dorm room. Or yeah. um, So what are some of the other challenges that you face as an organization? Well, um, I'd say vandalism is, is a big one because vandalism creates high insurance costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try not to turn in any claims. We did turn in a claim when the piece was stolen. That was, well, gosh, like back in 2012. And a couple of years later, that piece was returned to us. Oh, so we good. called the insurance company and they said, it's okay, keep it. Oh. <laughs> um, but we try to not turn in, you know, if we have a smaller claim, we try and fix it and work with the artist to replace it or whatever we need to. Um, so it's it's actually been going pretty well in terms of that. We have, haven't had a lot of vandalism uh, where maybe five years ago there was quite a bit, and a lot of that was late-night student shenanigans, mm-hmm. and um, Eau Claire PD has chosen different ways to police at that time of night, so it, 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 our, it eliminated any problems that we were having. Right. So that's been great. Um, when we're looking at sculptures, when we're trying to choose sculptures for, you know, like right now we're getting ready to put out our call to art artist for next year. And when we're looking at sculptures, the first thing I look at is safety. Mm-hmm. Does it have things that poke out at eye level? Does it have sharp edges? Does it have things that people can get hurt on without trying? You know, if you if you have to try really hard, then I don't consider it dangerous. Sure. But if if you can get hurt pretty easily on it, it's it's not a piece that's going to work for us. Um, then we look at, is it appropriate for our community? Does it fit our community standards? Is it family friendly? Is it, you know, whatever? Um, and then we look at the art for its art's sake, you know. But with public art, you have to consider the community above all else. Uh, and, and we have to look at how durable is it. It's it's going to get poked and prodded if it's if it's like a human form. Kids are going to put their fingers up its nose. That's it's just going to happen, mm-hmm. and and we want people to interact with the art. We want them to take pictures with it. We want them to have fun with it, and relate to the art any way that they can. But that means it's going to get manhandled a little, sure. and it has to be able to take that. So you mentioned the People's Choice Award. Yes. Tell us about that. So People's Choice is the chance to vote for your favorite every year. And that that voting is online and goes through the end of the year. And at the end of the year, the piece that gets the most votes is purchased by Sculpture Tour and gifted to the city. So it becomes part of the city's permanent collection. So it's really a cool program. It's pieces that are priced at up to $15,000. And if they're priced over that, when when we take the art in, the artist can agree. You know, say their piece is priced at twenty four thousand, they may agree to sell it for fifteen if it wins People's Choice. Okay. Because that's a, a feather in their cap to be able sure. to say it took People's Choice in Eau Claire, mm-hmm. especially now that it's um, now that we kind of have that title. <laughs> Not to sound snobbish, but that's going to attract more artists to us, and it's going to make art artists more um, excited about being in the Eau Claire tour that looks good on their resume. They can say, hey, I'm in the largest tour this type in the country. So whatever town they're talking to, you might want to consider my art, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Um, So you did say that the tour is 
is pretty much 100% sustainable right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which is a really strange feeling. I mean, we've always been scraping by and counting pennies and being really careful. And And we still are, but it's really exciting to be able to approach it from a much more aggressive stance and, uh, and go after things. So now that the, I guess, money or financial piece of it is is in good hands. What are some other ways that we as a community can help support and sustain the tour? Oh, that's a great question. Um, we are always looking for volunteers, always looking for board members if if people really have a, a love of art or an interest in how art impacts the community. Um, so, you know, we're looking for people to get involved with us if they'd like to. Um, on an ongoing basis. I mean, we do take donations, of course, uh, but really people just watching out for the pieces is very important. Mm -hmm. You know, if you see somebody messing with a piece or you see garbage around a piece, you know, sometimes you look at a piece and there's cigarette butts or something, you know, and nobody's got time for that. Come on. (laughs) But it happens. So helping us, helping brush the snow off them in the winter. I mean, it sounds simple enough, but a sculpture is a lot more appealing than a mound of snow sitting on a pedestal. Exactly. Um, Do you have a particular favorite amongst (laughs) any of the present or past sculptures? I have so many favorites. Um, My all-time favorite, I'd have to say, is the High Five Dog Mm -hmm. in Phoenix Park. Mm -hmm. But I have a Great Dane at home, so I'm I'm a little prejudiced that way, you know, Scooby-Doo sort of thing. Um, But I, and I love how kids interact with that. If you watch that piece, you will see kid after kid after kid and adults going up and high-fiving the dog. Um, But boy, we, we, I love the chicken on the tractor. Uh, Chicken Farmer by Dale Lewis. I love his uh, Viking boat. We've, we have quite a few pieces by Dale this year, and they're always whimsical and fun. The shark is his. Um, there's a piece in front of hooligans that I really like. Scott Schlage from Sioux Falls did it. It's a, a dog and a cat on a skateboard called Double Trouble. Um, oh, boy. I love Dave Reimer's... Um, kinetic pieces that move in the wind they're copper they're beautiful they're Mm -hmm. just they're poetry in motion um we don't have a piece by Heidi Hoy this year but we've had quite a few of hers and she does horses mainly and I love those um so those are always personal favorites um Kimber Fieberger out of the Minneapolis does the Humpty Dumpties and those are always fun and they the names that you know it's exciting news and so excited and you know really good humor um the the piece that we put in Menominee today actually was exciting news and it's Humpty Dumpty opening a letter that tells him that the egg really did come first he's very proud of that yeah (laughs) so you know well that must be so gratifying to just see the kids interacting with you know the high five dog and just people really taking it all in and and it's so fun to be downtown and see that and and they don't know you know so I get to just watch and uh, stand back and observe and and smile take it all in and go you know what it matters so when maybe someone from out of town comes into Eau Claire and they decide to to take the sculpture tour what is 
what is the one thing that you really like folks to to kind of take away from it? Wow, that's a great question. I guess um, being open-minded because they're not going to like every piece. And, and we're not trying to have a tour that looks alike. We want different materials and different subject matter and different perspectives on things. And that's true of the color block program, too, the murals. Um, we want people to come away thinking about it mm-hmm. and maybe maybe a little more accepting and open-minded than when they first got here. <laughs> sure. And that's what art is all about. Exactly. You know, not every art piece is going to be embraced you know, by everybody the same way. No. Um, so there's, well, there's Crystal, the funny thing is the, the difference in artists is so remarkable. Some of them are creating just to create mm-hmm. and they don't care if their piece ever sells or not. They're not creating and others are creating to sell their piece and they want it to be marketable and they want, you know, they're aware of what sells well and, and they're aiming that way, you know? So it's really cool that with the stipend program, we pay each artist a thousand dollars to use their piece for the year. So when when you've got eighty seven pieces, do the math. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're spending a lot of money on stipends, and trying to get a lot of different kinds of artists, a lot of different voices. I think that diversity is so important, um, especially up here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell it's something that you're really passionate about. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a little. Um, We always like to do an ending question with our guests, and it kind of ties back to the name of our podcast, which is Business Matters. Um, So why does business matter to you and to Sculpture Tour Eau Claire? Well, because business supports the program, and I think Sculpture Tour matters because it draws people to the community. I've had employers tell me that they were able to hire people because they came to Eau Claire and saw the sculptures or saw the murals and thought, wow, this might be a fun place to live. This might be a cool community. Um, I think, you know, business and art can't exist without each other. And that, that doesn't seem logical, but they really depend on each other. And right now, art, I think, is more important than ever. Um, with is as difficult as the times are and as much is going on in the country, we need art, we need voices, we need perspectives, um, and people need outlets. And for children especially, when you think back to school, the kids that were artists were kind of the outcasts. Mm -hmm. They weren't the cheerleaders, they weren't on the football team, they weren't the math student, they weren't the, you know, whatever. And if they can take the tour and go, you know what, my gift matters. What I what I do matters. It it just kills me that art is the first thing cut when school budgets get tight. And right now, with fuel going up and food going up and everything going up, school budgets are going to get cut. Art is the first thing to suffer. Um, so I think it's really important for a community to maintain public art, keep it available, and get the kids involved young. Well said. Thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate you being here with us today. And thank you again to our Paragon sponsor, Royal Credit Union, and to Wind Technology for sponsoring this beautiful studio that we're in here at the Chamber. 
Um, just a couple of upcoming chamber events that we hope you can join us for are the Chamber Open House on Monday, September 12th here at the Chamber, and Bravo to Business on Wednesday, September 14th at the Florian Gardens Conference Center. And to hear past episodes of Business Matters, check out our media page on eauclairechamber.org and find us on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>